Professor Daniel Butler is with me this morning. Good morning to you. Um, and uh, as a former mayor of Limerick, you'll be interested in this breaking news as well. Arthur's Key Shopping Centre, developed by Michael Tiernan in 1989, as people will know, and it's been a landmark retail office, residential and car parking development in the city centre. And following thought and deliberation over the last few months, Michael Tiernan has come to the decision it's time for him to retire and hand over the baton to enable significant new investment in Limerick city centre to be realised. With this in mind, Tiernan Properties has decided to go to the market with a view to seeking a new purchaser, investor for Arthur's Key Shopping Centre and the council are currently spearheading a new framework strategy for the Arthur's Key area and the time is now right for new energy and investment to be attracted to realise these ambitious plans, uh, according to Michael, who indeed we've interviewed on the show over the years as well. What, what's your uh, reaction to that in general, Daniel? Well, first and foremost, I suppose, to the Tiernan family, I'm, I'm sad to hear it in a lot of ways, uh, especially with Michael. Michael is a very committed Limerick man who has given a lot of his time and energy to make Limerick a better place, whether it is his involvement at LEDP. I know he was involved with St. Vincent de Paul as well. Um, uh, he's a man that's given, given a lot to the city over the years, uh, not just in terms of his business and investing in Limerick and putting his own money on the line in places like Arthur's Key. But like I say, beyond that, uh, as a, somebody very civic-minded, Limerick man, and I know even my time with Jigsaw uh, Youth Mental Health that he was integral at that time in, in bringing it to Limerick and engaging with Tony Bates at the time and actually it's now housed in Arthurski um, Jigsaw thanks to the support of the Tiernan family Okay, so we'll see how all that develops but uh, he's quite right to say that there are plans, as there are for many parts of the city centre and they're at various stages of development at the moment. Now, uh, a meeting also taken place between Irish Rail and representatives of the council about the future of the Foynes Rail uh, line and meeting the concerns of residents. I know you have raised those concerns. I mean, the clearing of vegetation and the preparatory works have concerned uh, residents in your local area, haven't they? Yeah, look, I think there's a reality that we know that this is a vital piece, piece of infrastructure uh, to open up fine port to more growth and investment, and uh, not just locally, but as a national piece of, in- key, in- key of infrastructure. And I think most people realise this has to happen, and the residents understand there's a railway line behind them. But I suppose what they're looking for is for Irish Rail to be good neighbours. So unfortunately, when they decided to clear the line, um, it wasn't done in the most uh, considered way. There was no forewarning given to residents in along the Raheem Duradile area uh, and residents woke up to look outside their back and there were these large machines cutting down uh, trees and shrubbery and even some of it flying in over the wall where in some gardens there were children playing. So it wasn't a great start to the process and I suppose uh, since the initial shock uh, I've been working with residents uh, to engage with Irish Rail to see how we can improve the relationship going forward because the reality is they're going to be neighbours for a very long time this track is going to be reactivated and we are going to see uh, so trains on it. Wh- what assurances have you received? Well, I suppose, first of all, we had, we've had a couple of meetings, uh, we've aired our grievances and we've outlined what we feel we need to ensure the safety and the privacy of the residents there. So the line has been deactivated since 1999, so a lot of these people bought these houses and it w- this was a line that you know, looked highly unlikely to ever reactivate again. Um, and now, it, all of a sudden, it has been reactivated up until maybe the last five, six, seven years um, before the vegetation thickened, uh, there was a lot of antisocial behaviour on the tracks where there was items thrown at people's windows, uh, there was parties going on down below there, uh, and there was break-ins along the line. The vegetation thickened and actually uh, you know, acted as security. That's been now taken away. 
Uh, and the reality is, and the truth of the matter is, that antisocial activity is likely to return again. So what we've asked for is for some sort of fencing along the line to ensure that they first they can ensure that the line is fully protected for themselves and secure their property and that, you know, that they're, you know, be a good neighbour and ensure that these, uh, you know, defensive behaviour and break-ins don't start to reoccur again because there's a real and, and genuine fear yeah, for residents. And I suppose the, the other point is that if this is freight, which it intends to be, and maybe it'll become passenger at some stage, but f- freight can potentially operate 24 hours a day, can't it, on a track? Yeah, so the current capacity of the line, it's only a one-track line, is for freight, we're told that at the, at the most it will take is one train per hour. And yes, they can run up to 24 hours. Right. My understanding, though, is ports like, like Dublin Port or... Generally, they don't operate till after 11 o'clock at night. Double port so you're, you're not there. hopefully going to get the famous scene in My Cousin Vinny happening, are you, where the train keeps running through at four in the morning? Well, we, we don't really know at this stage. I mean, it's so early at this stage because the port itself doesn't know what kind of freight coming in and what kind of frequency and what kind of time they're going to be coming in at. So we're really in the unknown at this stage. We're just at the stage of reactivating the line to ensure that it's fit for purpose. Now, the new line will be obviously more modern line, it'll be continuous line, there'll be no break in the line, so there's no clickety-clop noise coming off it. There's a kind of a gel that's put in underneath it to kind of reduce vibration and noise as well. There is better modern technology on this, but none of that will remove the issues in terms of security that is real and genuine for people. There are some people that woke up in Ashford at the early part of it, up near Van Veen's, where people would know Van Veen's garden centre, where the whole back garden was completely open to the to the rail line where they had pets at the back now running onto the track. Some people had children who could now easily walk onto the track. So the, the, it was an initial shock. We are working now with Irish Rail to try and address the issue. Okay. And we're getting a sense of what, what the right. future plans well, of the line is. Well, we'll certainly have you back on as that develops because clearly it's uh, of relevance to the whole community, but uh, specifically to the residents in that area, as you point out. Councillor Daniel Butler, thank you very much. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.